0: Talk about starting early. Penn State just landed the top running back prospect in the class of 2026. You are locked on Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, that is right. You are locked on Nittany Lines. Thanks so much for making us your first listen and watch every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it is your team every day. My name is Zach Sako. I'm your host of the show. Thanks for joining me on this edition, because Penn State just landed the top running back in the class of 2026. This episode is sponsored by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedincom slash college. Terms and conditions apply. Become an everyday or subscribe. Subscribe to the Locked On Lines YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcast. We're talking about Messiah Mickens today. Penn State becoming RBU, or have they always been RBU in the past decade? And then captains have been decided. Six new first-time captains for the Nittany Lions going into this season. So let me know what you think about Messiah Mickens in the comments section because the prospect, uh, he is very, very good. Earliest commitment in Penn State football history, someone for 2026. That means... He's only played one season of high school football as a freshman. He's going to be a rising sophomore at Trinity High School in the state of Pennsylvania. But he chose Penn State over Alabama, Duke, Maryland, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, Texas A&M, Virginia Tech, West Virginia. So he's got his heart set on the the Nittany Lions here. And as I mentioned, he's only played one season of football uh, at the high school level for Trinity High School, who is head coach is Jordan Hill former Penn state defensive tackle played in the NFL and assistant coach, Mike Mowdy, Michael Mādi playing in the NFL as well. And of course, one of the, one of the most legendary uh, is, was he the most talented at Penn state? Maybe not, but one of the most legendary linebackers for what he did uh, not too long ago when the sanctions were going on and everything else. So those are his two coaches, uh, but about Messiah Mickens, the player, 1,161 yards, 18 touchdowns as a freshman, mind you, varsity, varsity freshman, and also plays defense as well. He's listed. We're going to talk about his recruiting profile, his player profile in just a second here, but 25 tackles a season ago, so he's a running back. He's also a linebacker. He's going to play running back at Penn State, okay? Now, here's his profile. He's listed as a four-star running back, four-star athlete. So according to 24-7 Sports, he is listed as an athlete, the third best in the nation. And then according to on Threes, the third best running back in the nation. Top 30 player. That's right. He's top 30 in the country. And then the number one consensus prospect in the state of Pennsylvania. Now, I get it. Okay, four-star running back. Why is this so important? Well, it's very important because... If you look at the way that the recruiting rankings are done, Rivals does not have their player profile for him set just yet. They don't have a rating for him because this is very far out. Only the best of the best after their freshman season even get evaluated to this point. So that's really saying something about Messiah Mickens here is the fact that he he even has a rating means that he's going to be a very important blue chip recruit for the 2026 cycle. Uh, but he will be a five star when all said and done i can sit here and say that with confidence that if you're already a top 30 player in the nation the fact that you are known as a you are already known as a prospect for the class of 2026 and you are ranked and regarded as highly as you are uh then he will be a five star prospect when all said and done and he will be the number one running back okay you look at the rankings and you look at the way these players are rated they're all four stars okay that's because not all the there's not at much tape yet they'll go to more camps they'll have more summer workouts they'll have more seasons of course they're going to play more football you need more time to evaluate these players but looking at them for Messiah Mickens as a four-star he will be a five-star because naturally in the recruiting industry the top 32 players think about this I had someone explain this to me think about this the way that the recruiting sites work If you are a five-star, that means you project as a future first-round pick at the NFL level. That's right. That's right. So the top 32 players are five-star prospects because they are viewed as future first-round picks. So right now, in the top 30, Messiah Mickens projects as a first-round NFL draft pick. That's all I'm saying. Hey, that's coming from the recruiting industry, okay? That is all I'm saying. When you are ranked like that, that's the whole point. So now he's a four-star simply because there's just not... That much tape. You only have his freshman year and you're not going to look at P you're not going to look at the peewee football tape. Okay. That That's you're just not going to you're not concerned about that. You, you want to see comparable talent, right? Um, But top 30 players do get those five stars and the ratings gap between Mickens and these two other prospects that he's competing with at the athlete spot or at the running back spot. You're essentially splitting hairs. Okay. One season will vault Messiah Mickens to the top and he will be the number one prospect. I'm very confident of that. The difference is decimals on the point. Pennies on the dollar at, at this point in time. Now, Messiah Mickens, his build, ten, 200 pounds, very, very solid size for a rising sophomore, okay? You're already 200 pounds of good muscle at that age. And an all-around running back. You watch his limited film from his freshman season. Now, what I saw in the film, very good balance, phenomenal balance. I like the way that he was not he's not afraid of contact you don't want any football player to be afraid of contact but when he would absorb he would absorb the contact right he'd be very good about maintaining his balance bouncing off of defenders and then not stumbling or anything like that, allowing other defenders to catch him from behind. It was basically a shoulder bump and then maintaining the balance and still being able to get back into that fifth gear. He wasn't really that easy to slow down. So exceptional through contact. I think that's one of his best attributes. Vision as a freshman to develop the kind of senior. He basically looked like a senior running back with the way that he would run the football in between the tackles, change of direction. I like the way that he was able to dodge defenders in the open field. He cut one way, he cut another For 200 pounds as a freshman, very impressive. The change of direction, all of that. As a freshman, may I remind you, a rising sophomore, he's done all this, you look at the tape. As a freshman, I I did get this comment, which I thought was a good point, right? It's a good thing to ask. Is it too early that he's committed? Is it too early that Messiah Mickens, for the class of 2026, he's still very young, he could entertain other schools. Can you retain a commitment for this long? Well, if he didn't already love Penn State, he does not make this commitment, okay? That's plain and simple. The way that James Franklin and this recruiting staff, they emphasize if you want to commit to Penn State, if you know if you are 107% for 107,000 fans, right? If you are 100, 107% committed, then commit then make the decision. If you still want to go visit other schools, if you want to still see what has left to be offered, then don't don't commit right now. We don't want you to until you know. And I think that's something very good because that's a mutual respect between the coach, And the player. So for Messiah Mickens to make this decision, that means that he is all in. And may I remind you that there are two former Penn State football players on the coaching staff. So probably already has a really good relationship with the current Penn State staff since Jordan Hills is head coach and Mike Motti is an assistant. It just makes sense. So this one had, it, it is really early, but at some point in time, this is something that we were very much expecting. And there's a lot of good implications from this that I'm going to talk about in the upcoming segment. Now let's finish with this. This is what Jordan Hill, the coach had to say, head coach at Trinity High School had to say about this. The upside for him, he could be one of the best ever to do it from this area. Not even this area, just maybe the best to ever do it. Just high praise for someone that was after his freshman season, okay? That is someone who played one year of high school football and his coaches, former Division One NFL player, says that he could be one of the best to ever do it. That's in the same conversation as Nicholas Singleton, who was a five-star or one Gatorade player of the year. That's the kind of potential we're talking for, Messiah Mickens in the class of 2026. And it begs the question, is Penn State RBU? Are they running back university to go along with linebacker university, LBU? Let's discuss that in just a second. But first, let's hear from our sponsor of today's episode, and that is a LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire and feel like a high stakes wager for your small business you want to be 100 certain that you have access to all the best qualified candidates available that's why you have to check out linkedin jobs linkedin jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free it is easy to create a free job post on linkedin jobs then you add your job the purple hiring frame to your linkedin profile to spread the word that you are hiring Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills, just the right experience. So you can quickly prioritize who we, who you would like to interview, and then ultimately hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com/slash Locked On College. That is LinkedIn.com/slash Locked On College. Terms and conditions apply. And Locked on Nittany Lions is your go-to podcast for Happy happyvalleyinsider.com. Penn State football right around the corner to start the season against West Virginia, Saturday, September 2nd, under the lights. Check them out for all the latest news and analysis. happyvalleyinsider.com. Penn State rivals. Is Penn State RBU? And we're also going to discuss Messiah Mickens and the good implications that come from this commitment for 2026. A lot of good ones, right? But is Penn State RBU? It's hard to argue against it, at least as of late. Let me know in the comments what you think. I, I bet Alabama comes to mind as far as running backs because they've had a lot of good ones, uh, even the ones that have succeeded in college, but also uh, in the NFL as well. But it, it's really hard to argue that James Franklin and J1 Sider have not built something special here. All right. The last decade, may I remind my, may I mind you. Decade, not, oh, it's only been a couple of seasons that Penn State's had a really good run. Nicholas Singleton, Catron Allen breaking out. No, it it has been over the course of a decade that Penn State has become a running back factory. Okay? Saquon Barkley, Miles Sanders, Journey Brown before the -the off-the-field health concerns with the heart condition, right? Noah Kane before the ACL surgery. That's right. We're throwing them in there, Nicholas Singleton and Catron Allen in the present. Okay. And then you have Quentin Martin, Corey Smith, Keandre Barker, and let's add in Messiah Mickens waiting in the wings for the future of RBU at Penn State. And it's not only the quantity here, we're talking quality. These aren't okay. These running backs were good. They were all Big Ten conference. No, how about Saquon Barkley becoming the number two overall pick to the New York Giants, becoming one of the best running backs in the NFL? and being a pro bowler, and someone that, yeah, the Giants don't typically, they're not really valuing him the way that they should, uh, but he is a feature back, and a franchise type of back, arguably the best running back in Penn State history in terms of talent, um, but uh, what else can be said about Saquon, and then Miles Sanders, okay? Okay really had to wait behind, wait his turn behind Saquon Barkley, but then when it was his turn, became the feature back in the Penn State offense, was the leading rusher a season ago for the Philadelphia Eagles, now with the Carolina Panthers, a second-round pick, someone who made it to the Super Bowl, okay? And then Journey Brown, he would have been a second-round pick. He was well on his way. That dynamic duo of him and Noah Kane, had they not had, if Journey Brown hadn't had, the heart condition, right? He would have been a really good running back and, and finished up very well at Penn State. And then Noah Kane had the ACL injury and just never really fully recovered. He's doing all right at LSU. And then you have Nick Singleton and Catron Allen, and they're going to be first round picks. Okay. Singleton and Allen remind me a lot of Reggie Bush. And Lendell White. And guess what? Reggie Bush and Lendell White were, in fact, first round picks. Okay. So Singleton, and I think Singleton has the potential to be a top 10 pick, especially if he can develop his receiving game. You need running backs that can do more than just run the football up the middle. If the fact that he's going to have more of a multifaceted skill set going into a sophomore year, dynasty fantasy the people that play dynasty, i think they're crazy that they're already scouting players that are sophomores juniors in college for nfl fantasy and they are obsessed with nicholas singleton as a prospect so uh, that's just that's a small tidbit right but i Nicholas Singleton is viewed as a very good NFL prospect down the road. He's got at least two more seasons at Penn State, and I think it is going to be a sophomore and junior year, and then that's it. But he's going to be a top 10 pick for sure. And then Katron Allen, uh, if teams are smart, you take him uh, right behind Singleton. You really do. I, I don't see him falling out of the first round with the skill set that he has. But sticking with this running back university idea, so there's all these players, but Penn State is – It really expanding its reach, its horizon, okay? These players aren't all coming from Pennsylvania. Sure, Miles Sanders and Saquon Barkley and Messiah Mickens, Nicholas Singleton, right? Okay, dominate the state. The best in Pennsylvania, stay in Pennsylvania. But they're going to get players in Texas. They're going to get players in Florida. They're getting players from Wisconsin. They're getting running backs from all walks of life here. And I think that's more of an all-encompassing argument to why they are RBU, because you're not just picking from the same pool of players and getting lucky. You are going and finding the best talent and convincing them that, hey, we can develop you. It doesn't matter where you come from or where you're going to go. If you end up at Penn State, you are going to be a feature type of running back. Uh, Penn State is also, so Saquon Barkley and Miles Sanders were that feature bell cow type of running back, but that's something that Penn State wanted to get away from. If you haven't noticed that, these running back were these running backs work in duos. They work in pairs now. Singleton and Allen, Noah Kane, Journey Brown, right? Penn State is good at developing multiple running backs simultaneously. So you don't just have one guy that's shouldering all the workload. You have two guys that are capable. As James Franklin has said it, we believe that Singleton and Allen are both number one type of running backs, that they could handle it. But why not have the best of both worlds? So you're not only... Working with one guy and developing him, you're able to give that attention and focus to multiple players and develop them simultaneously to get to that next level. So I, I think that I think that makes it all the more competitive. I think that makes it all the more astounding, really, because you're not just focusing on on one player. You were you were making two guys that much better. And now they are building the future with four top running backs waiting to join the program. As I mentioned, Mickens most recently, well, well out in the 2026, but then Barker in 2025 and Quentin, I I am really impressed with what Quentin Martin and Corey Smith are going to be able to do as that thunder and light and Quentin Martin can run fast. He's very fast, but Corey Smith clocked with one of the fastest times uh, in in high school football period coming in, in the class of 2024. Now back to Mickens. I, I bring him up again, a rising sophomore running back commits to Penn state, but his commitment is also very important because it builds a foundation for the class of 2026. You want someone with the player profile, the pedigree of his type to come in and establish that class, a face of the class of 2026, okay? That's what Messiah Mickens is going to be, and that's a good one for someone who's going to end up as a five-star, for someone that is already a top 30 player in the nation, and they say, you know what? Today, as a rising sophomore, I'm going to commit to the Penn State Nittany Lions. That is a big deal for James Franklin and company. You want that iconic player to start your class, not join later on, okay? You want them to get in at the ground level and go all the way up, because recruits are going to say, well, if Mickens is committing early, then Penn State must be legit. That's Those are the conversations that are being had right now as we speak. James Franklin and his staff are very good at recruiting, but the best recruiters when it comes to football, basketball, I don't care, you name it, the best ones are the players themselves, okay? Because they're recruiting future teammates. So Penn State has found its, recruit. they found the face of the class of 2026. It's a good one, and now they can build around him, and other players are going to definitely want to play alongside Messiah Mickens. And remember, Locked on Nittany Lines is your go-to podcast for happyvalleyinsider.com. Become an everyday or Subscribe to the YouTube channel wherever you get your podcast. Let me know what you think of Mickens committing to the class of 2026 this early in the comments section. And we'll finish with this in the final segment. Uh, the captain, there's only one surprise here for me. I, I think the captains are pretty good. Uh, they're, they are good, solid group for the six of them. So in this final segment, Let's talk about just that. The six ca- the six captains in present-day football. We talk a good amount of recruiting unlocked on, on Nittany lines, but how about the present team? Okay. Six first-time captains for Penn State football. That's a big deal. Keaton Ellis, Don DeLuca, Olu Fashionu, Malik Mega, Adisa Isaac, and Theo Johnson, all first year captains. Let's begin with Johnson and Fashionu because I think these ones make the most sense. Okay. O- over the course of the offseason, you ask the coaches, you ask people that are well plugged into Penn State football. And they have always come back to the fact it's Theo Johnson is incredible, an incredible leader. It was always Theo. Every time I say, hey, who's going to be a captain or who's going to be the who's going to be one of the better leaders on this team? A little fashion, it was brought up a good amount of the time, but every single consistent source was Theo Johnson. Okay. That's all I've heard this off season is his leadership. I wanted to ask him about it at Penn State Media Day. We know what Olu brings to the table. He's the smartest player on the football team. That's not up for debate. No bother arguing it. Olu Fashionu from a football and an off the field standpoint is the smartest guy in the locker room. That's just it period. So, you have two guys that are veterans that have been with the program. Now, Johnson's been with the program for a longer time than Fashionu, but for someone like Fashion, who could have been a top 10 NFL pick, maybe even a top five, he was going to be a franchise tackle for someone in the NFL, decided to come back. You, He's a captain. He cares about this team through and through. Then let's talk about Keaton Ellis and Adisa Isaac. Uh, this, Both of them, I think, were a long time coming, especially with how long they've been with the program. Keaton Ellis, hometown kid, state college native, local area, fifth-year player, and expect him to be the starting safety. He was a season ago. Expect them just to pick up the same same type of role uh, with an incre- with increased responsibility, and he's earned that. Then Adisa Isaac. Adisa Isaac's been with the team since 2019 was supposed to be that next guy in line to go from Etor Gross Matos, Adafe Owe, and then it was supposed to turn over to Adisa Isaac as that feature pass rusher. And then the knee and the leg injury derailed him a little bit, had to recover, bounced back. I think very well a season ago came on better later in the year. The Rose bowl was really where he capped it off. Of course, Penn, you know, Penn State capping off its season, but then it all kind of came together for Adisa Isaac down the stretch of the season as he was fully recovered and, I think he's going to be even stronger this season, right? You finally, you use that one year to build upon it, you know, get that confidence back, get that leg strength back. And then now you can really just let it loose. And he's going to with Chop Robinson on one side. Adisa Isaac could have gone to the NFL. He was probably going to be a day two, maybe more, more likely a day three pick depending on how scouts viewed that recovery from the injury and what they learned about him more in his player profile. But could have easily been an NFL draft pick, decided to come back to Penn State for at least one more season. The one that surprises me is Malik Mega. Okay. And it's no disrespect to Malik Mega. I when when I talk to other former Penn State football players that have played alongside Mega and they say, you know, he has real he is a really good player. But there's a lot of other talent around him in the wide receiver room, okay, for what it's worth, right? But he is a veteran. He's good on special teams. This is most likely not necessarily a wide receiver offensive type of captain, but more of a special teams captain. Uh, he could end up wearing number zero. I like the way that he plays on kick coverage. He has been very, very good, very speedy, good size, okay? And maybe he does take a step forward as a receiver because he was always someone that the coaches were waiting to find that potential. And maybe it's here and we just don't know about it. And coach James Franklin, the things that he says to the media, they're all smoke and mirrors. Come on. He's, he's telling us the things that he does to motivate his team, to motivate his coaches in the way that he wants them to. He sees the potential there. So maybe that prospect is Malik mega at at the wide receiver spot. When he says, well, KLS Keandre Lambert Smith and and Trey Wallace are the only ones taking a step forward. Maybe because they want to keep nudging Malik mega uh, in, in the right position, but, I think it's more of this is a he earns this because of how good he has been and how good he's going to continue to be as a special teams player and very well could end up wearing zero. He did change his number to number four, but there there is the chance since Jonathan Sutherland is gone is that special teams ace. That zero's up for grabs, and that's now an iconic number for uh, Penn State football in this present day. And then the last one, Dom DeLuca. Dominic DeLuca is going to surprise a lot of people, I, and I get that. But not when you talk to the coaches and his teammates enough, okay? When you go to these media sessions, when you get the chance to interview players and coaches, they bring up Dom DeLuca quite a bit. Dom is a feel-good story, right? Preferred run-on, and now he's a captain? You go from a preferred run-on in 2021, your redshirt freshman season, you get the scholarship and then you become a captain all in one sequence. How cool is that in such a short time as a red shirt sophomore, he is a captain, uh, but he's next in line as one of those tough gritty linebackers and is all, and he puts in good work on special teams too. So this might be another case of, Hey, we really like what you do on in special teams. will decide games. Okay. Don't think, well, he's a special teams captain. Why does that matter? Uh, it, it really does matter. Uh, but for DeLuca, I, not only the way that he does play on kick coverage, but you look at linebackers and this is why Penn State is considered linebacker You, Yes, you think about all the historic ones, right? You think back to Jack Ham. think about the guys that have worn number 11, LeVar Arrington, Micah Parsons, Navarro Bowman, and Abdul Carter in the present, and then other guys that were the face of Penn State football in the 2000s, Paul Puzlezny, Dan Connor, Sean Lee. All right, they're the main faces, I get it. Like that's a linebacker You, but part of that same breath, for linebacker you at Penn state is not only the ones that, Hey, they're the high profile guys, but how about the under the radar guys that came in maybe as three stars or they were quiet. Uh, they were quiet in terms of people didn't game plan for them. And then you had to really respect them when you got onto the football field with them. So think of the guys like Jan Johnson, Jesse Lucchetta, think about Jason Cabinda, Brandon Bell, Troy reader, Ben Klein, Mike Hole. Nate Stupar, those kind of guys, those complete the linebacker you stigma, because it's not just about high, having the high profile guys. It was the ones that did the dirty work as well. And the guys who flew under the radars, prospects, they developed into quality starters, leaders of the team, and then ultimately NFL players. Dom DeLuca, it's your time to shine in that category as well, I think. Uh, he is going to get playing time again. You saw him come in progressively a little bit more and more as the season went on, but uh, he's going to see a lot of snaps. It might be as a backup linebacker to, Curtis Jacobs, who's going to be <laughs> really good and considered uh, very well regarded by NFL scouts, seeing him as a top five linebacker prospect in next year's NFL draft. But if it wasn't for Jacobs coming back, uh, Dom DeLuca would be a starter at that uh, on-ball linebacker spot, the Sam uh, and with Abdul Carter being the off-ball, the Will basically being that freelance guy because they trust Dom DeLuca to do a lot of things, be matched up with the tight end, be with the blocker, uh, does all the tough, gritty stuff, as I mentioned. And that's why he's one of the six captains. So those are your captains for the 2023 season. It is, it was interesting, a topic of discussion being the fact that these are all first time players. This is a solid group because it's really, you get all the types, you get the, surefire top 10 NFL pick down to the guy of like, Hey, no name underdog type of story. And from Olu fashion to Dom DeLuca. This is a very diverse group and and I'm all for it. I think Penn state got it right with the six players that they chose. That's going to do it for this edition of locked on Nittany line, special episode coming up. So make sure you are locked in here, wherever you get your podcast or on YouTube, because Adam Brenneman, I'm going to be a special guest on the show, former Penn state tight end, is going to talk with us about some things about NIL, what he thinks of this 2023 team in a full-length 30-minute episode coming up this week. It'll be right here on Locked On Knitting Lines.